It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. And away we go. Welcome to Here's Your Freaking Podcast with the Jason Lee and Club Show. Thanks for coming along for the ride, as you do every week. We appreciate it. And if you have the opportunity to tell somebody that you think you might know that would enjoy this type of humor, please uh, pass it along. Share it on social media if you could. We'd also uh, uh, appreciate that, too. Right. Yeah, and uh, we just read a little uh, flyer from work about ra- ways to increase your podcast listenership. And number one was harass your audience that already listens into sharing it with their friends. Yeah, I think specifically it just said uh, verbatim. It was like, fucking beat them down. Just ask them, please do it, do it, do it. Share it. Yeah, so share it with uh, people that you know. Uh, we're dangerously close to one million downloads. That's kind of why we're you know beating you down with it. Uh, today's podcast, we're going to find out why straight dudes love the devil's threesome. <laughs> we're also going to find out why women shouldn't be peeing in the shower and awkward moments during sex and how you're supposed to deal with it. Uh, a porn site advise, is advising you against something. If you're trying to make your dong longer, uh, there's a pop-up on the porn sites that's telling you to do this. Well, the porn sites are now saying... Don't fucking do this, man. It's bad news for you. So they're taking the pop-up advertiser's money and then telling you to don't do that. Yeah, don't we all, though? There's also the weird thing on the porno pop-ups where it's uh, something you take, a supplement, that gives you huge loads. Oh, that's what every woman wants. <laughs> hey, it says it's guaranteed to increase your load threefold. <laughs> that's that's what women are looking for. Uh, we also have a dude, a nail gun, and a scrotum, and the story that will stick with you well into the autumn. This story, it's a story of self-pleasure, and it will, man, it will mess you up. Uh, We'll get to that at the end of the podcast. Oh, yeah, we'll also find out how long should the average boner hang around uh, from Men's Health Magazine. All that's coming up here in just a second. Uh, Let's begin. You know, let's start with the the straight guys and the devil's threesome, which I believe that's dude, uh, woman, dude, right? Yes. Okay. A woman who calls herself the threesome chaser. Out of all the threesomes, that's got to be the easiest to pull off. It can't be that difficult, right? Everybody's got that one pervy weirdo buddy that's like, yeah, dude, I'll fuck anything. I don't care. Well, I'm going to be in the room, too. He's like, yeah, I don't fucking care. Yeah. Sex is sex. You know, that weirdo guy. Yeah. I had a couple of friends that they, uh, that was their thing. They shared an apartment and they were like, this is how things go here. And I thought, wow. A woman calls herself the threesome chaser, and she is answering questions about what's called the devil's threesome. She really wants to get down with two dudes, and maybe even get into some of the uh, the the uh, you know the action. Also, she says um, she understands why a bisexual dude would want to get in on the male female male threesome. Yeah, there's something for everybody. Um, so she was wondering what's in it for two straight dudes. So she consulted a man by the name of Zachary Zane. He's a sex writer and an ethical man whore. I don't know what that is. He's made himself open to a world of sexual experiences. And he also consults people. He'd offered up several reasons why a straight dude would be happy to double up with another dude and some willing female participant, which I think that would probably be the hardest part of the equation to fill, right? Maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't. I've got zero experience here, so all I have are just the movies I've seen, documentaries, documentaries. 
Uh, first off, if watching sex wasn't a turn-on, there's there would be no reason for porn. So when a straight guy watches porn, he's usually watching a woman with some dick. Dude. Yeah. The only difference is this is in real life and it's in the same room. Yeah, that's a big difference, though. That's a huge difference. Some get off on the element of power and dominance of the Devil's Threesome. They find it hot to see the lady in question getting, uh, you know, taken apart by two dudes. There's also the thrill of helping someone else fulfill a fantasy. Yeah, this might be the woman's fantasy. Like, I want to get spit roasted by two gents. Yeah. I never thought about it like that, but yeah, I mean, you're like, hey, I'm a pretty good person. Yeah, I wouldn't call me a hero, but you could certainly call me a hero. I've fulfilled your fantasy. It's almost like that's, it's a sexual make-a-wish. That's what that's what heroes do. Uh, some, some straight dudes also get turned on by simply watching their significant other with another dude. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> hey, and some dudes get very upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> what? They say in a lot of cases... It makes the friendship with the other guy even stronger. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that either. Yeah, I've seen you roasting my lady, bud, so uh, we're going to be up top. High five. Uh, you're pretty, you've pretty much seen each other in the most raw and vulnerable positions that you can. You can't get much closer to another dude than that, unless you physically get closer than that, obviously. I, I think I would rather see one of my friends take a shit than like be in a sexual environment with them. All right, well, if you do happen to have a Devil's Threesome lined up for the weekend, how how can you make your little pecker stick around, you know, for the entire show? Men's Health Magazine, how long does the average erection last? I'm afraid to guess, because if I guess low, you're like, oh, sad. But if I guess high, you're like, mm, what? You're a liar. You like huge loads? What did you say? <laughs> I'm going to say six minutes. An average erection can last from a few minutes to about a half an hour under normal circumstances. Obviously, Viagra and Cialis will, you know, pump those numbers up. But studies have shown that a normal man will ejaculate how quickly? 14 minutes, 12 minutes, 10? Three to seven minutes. Oh. With continuous stimulation. A man who wants to last longer than that, you need to change up your positions. You need to take a break from direct stimulation. Typically, erections will subside after ejaculation. They call it a refractory period. Mm. I didn't know that. So you go get your orange juice on. No, that's when you try to get the oil from out of the ground. Ah. Yeah, it's refractory. Uh, they call a refractory period as the inability to obtain an erection directly following ejaculation. Now, what are some of the individual factors that may decrease your erection? I think we talked on the show six, eight months ago that that refractory period that guys have after, you know, busting one off, the, it's eliminated entirely by immediately moving on to another partner. Yeah, that would help. Yeah. That, that would probably. Yeah. That you'd be like, wow, what's it going to take to bring this back? I'm like, for you to leave? Yeah, pretty much. That's uh, They said that that's it's some sort of biological uh, yeah. need to procreate where, like, if you move on to a new partner, you're like ready to go immediately. I'm going to be like the butcher. And I'll be like, all right, now. Bring number, on the next slab. Number four. Now serving number four. You're uh, trying to get that erection back. Uh, it, you lose it. Uh, some of the factors that will decrease diabetes, high blood pressure, elevated cholesterol, and smoking. 
Obviously, alcohol use, prescription drugs, illicit drug use can also contribute to your erection not lasting as long as you would like. <laughs> wow, I've dabbled in all of those. <laughs> Ways to increase the length of time you have an erection. Here we go. Oh. Probably the most important thing a man can do to help his erection is stay healthy. Yeah, cardio, I bet. Exercise. Watch your diet. Don't smoke. Control the alcohol. Well, they do say, why do you lose your erection after? This has to do with the, the nervous system and the way that it works. It's a complicated system, like everything else in the body. Scientists still don't know everything about it, but we know that the nervous system is excited and activated during sexual arousal. Nitric oxide is released, and this dilutes or, or dilates the blood vessels to the penis, allowing for the increased blood flow and the erection. Following intercourse or arousal, the nervous system activates, which causes, obviously, the ejaculation, which returns the blood flow out of the penis. Hey, by the way, if this is your and first time he, listening to the podcast, you can expect to learn this much or more yeah. just about every episode. Yeah, and then he gone. And once that blood starts flowing away, then you're done, son. Here we go. Ways that you can reduce. A person in their early 20s may have a refractory period of 10 to 15 minutes. What a stud. While a person in their 60s will sometimes have to wait 12 to 14 hours. Whoa. Obviously, the, Vi the Viagra and the Cialis uh, will change the game a little bit. But there you go. Huh. And that's one to grow on. It sure is. All right. Why women shouldn't pee in the shower? Well, okay. Because that's man's territory. Uh, I, I don't know why. If you find out somebody else pees in your shower, you're like, God, that's so disgusting. Well, don't you pee in the shower? Well, yeah. But it's my shower. But it's gross when someone else does it. Uh, a therapist. Uh, it's even a, grosser if you do it when there's no water running. Uh, a, a therapist with a doctorate in physical therapy has gone viral on TikTok explaining why women should never pee in the shower. Oh, you know the number one reason why you don't? You're training your bladder that you have to go whenever you're here running water. And the your, last thing a woman needs on average is more excuses and triggers to go potty. They say your bladder relies on signals. It gets both from uh, the stretch of the bladder walls as it fills, obviously the volume. We've talked about that before, as well as signals from the brain that let you know when to uh, to urinate. So that running water trope, that's a real thing? Yeah, evidently. Huh. If, you, if you can train yourself to do it, then yeah. Uh, you can eventually trick your brain. She says peeing in the shower will eventually make you feel like you have to pee every time you hear water. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming the same thing is true for dudes. She says peeing in the shower could eventually make you feel like you have to pee every time you hear or you're in water. She says while some of it may not be a big deal, those with any form of pelvic floor dysfunction will uh, can wind up with the urge incontinence, meaning... Oh, no. Sudden peeing your pants. Leaking urine when you have the urge to use the restroom. Well, that's not good. Yuck city. Well, she, does say, she does say shower peeing may seem like a silly thing to focus on, but there are many small habits that contribute to our overall bladder function. It's all about preventing problems for your body later on in life. Hmm. I didn't know that was a thing. I thought it was just a, like an old uh, an old wives' tale or something they do on comedies. 
All right, how do you deal with awkward moments during sex? <laughs> Finish up quickly and leave. Uh, if you're having an incredible time in bed, sometimes things can take a turn for the weird, and you're suddenly embarrassed or uncomfortable. It happens to the best of us. It happens to the worst of us. Handling those awkward moments can be tricky, uh, but an expert chimes in. These are the things that you need. Oh, this is an intimacy coordinator. This is one of these people that works in Hollywood and sets up those scenes that you enjoy so much. <laughs> Pro tips to keep real-life sex situations, well, not so awkward. Hey, to me, the fake sex for the movies, that's got to be way more awkward in real life than actual sex and, like, somebody farts or something. Oh, yeah, you're just dry-humping on somebody. <laughs> that's weird. Hey. In front of other people. And you're getting paid to do it. Like, all right, get in there, make it believable. You're like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we could just, like, really do it and not... Pantomime this because pantomiming it to me is weird. Well, do you have to ask? Like, all right, I'm gonna start bucket on you here. And it's gonna get real as weird. Soon as, as soon as they say action. <laughs> oh, and the weird thing is too, there are people watching you. Oh yeah, the camera crews around, the mic guy, the light people. And like, it, don't mind me. I'm just dry humping away. <laughs> an intimacy and coordinator by the name of Dr. Rebecca Johansson shares her advice. If there's anything awkward going on during sex, use humor. She says that's very important. Sex doesn't have to be serious all the time. Crack a joke, lighten the mood. She says, being physically out of sync with each other is one of those things that can lead to the awkwardness. But if you can laugh at it and embrace it, you know, you, everybody will enjoy it uh, more easily. <laughs> Offer up some praise. <laughs> nice work, Farty McGee. Nice rip. Hey, bro, nice rip. Yeah, that's weird. I don't I offer up praise. That was a good one. Yeah, he smelt it, dealt it. You're right. You're right. Pungent. Wow. Pause for a check-in. Being in the heat of the moment can feel like the ideal time. Uh, isn't going to seem okay? like a, the ideal time for conversation. But the doctor says talking it out is a good way to reset and restart at a more comfortable place. Ask how your partner is feeling, or get right to the point and ask what really turns them on, or how they want to be touched right then. Uh, oh, here's the hardest you, one, uh, too. You like this? Deal with the awkward moments during sex. This is the most difficult one. Learn to read body languages and cues, and ask questions. What am I, some kind of a genius? Feeling awkward during sex may keep somebody from saying what they really mean or feel. Use the nonverbal cues to help. If they say they're fine but won't make eye contact, what does that mean? They're not fine. If their body language feels off, they advise not jump to conclusions and just start asking. Rather than saying, wow, you must not really be into me because you're not making eye contact, try something a little less judgmental. <laughs> I told you not to look at me. And then get off on it. <laughs> look away. Now say punch thing, me in the face. Say things like, I've noticed you're not making eye contact. I was wondering, why do you think that is? Then let your partner fill in the blanks, and uh, maybe you'll wind up on the same sexual wavelength, which, mm. which I didn't know was a thing. Hey, it's all about learning and growing, buddy. All right. If you've been on a random porn site recently, um, I guess I guess they've got a pop-up ad that is revealing a trick to increase your wiener size. By 65%. I think that's like 90% of the pop-ups on those ads are like, you're going to get a bigger, bigger wiener out of this. It says right here, the ad will also show an animated dong <laughs> being dunked in a, in a bottle of... Bleach? Apple cider vinegar. Oh. 
Uh, do keep in mind, they say if you click on this ad, you'll be directed to a sales pitch for pills, not vinegar. But some may not be inclined to click on the ad. And they'll just see the badonga dong go into the bottle of apple cider vinegar. So they'll run out and buy a, a bottle of apple cider vinegar. And then they're going to give it a go. The experts say don't. They've actually had to issue a warning. Please, don't put your penis in apple cider vinegar. Bet if there really was something out there that would increase your dick by up to 65%, don't you think the word would kind of be out? And it wouldn't be like a, a porno secret. No, no, no. It's a secret. They don't want you to know. Oh. Uh, Big Pharma doesn't want you to know about, oh, yeah. uh, you know, your huge packer. Oh, they, that uh, that thing I was talking about earlier is called Semenax, the, the load booster. Okay. <laughs> load booster. Hey, it's the fucking sickest thing I've ever seen, the way they advertise it. There's like a cup here and a cup here. You see a load get poured and dropped into one. And That's the other disgusting. One's, hey, the other one's just like fucking overflowing. It's like half gallon of jizz you're going to get if you take this. Yeah, there's like a mushroom cloud. Yeah, all the thing is, why would anybody want this to like make clean up an absolute nightmare? They say that apple cider vinegar on your dong, which, by the way, the skin on your dong is incredibly sensitive because, you know, it doesn't really take the rough and tumble world on like your face does. Uh, apple cider vinegar will cause burns. <laughs> uh, they say just uh, learn to live with the dong that you have, please. Yeah, your dong, no matter how unimpressive to you, may be impressive to somebody else. Okay, we're uh, all right. We'll hit this really quick, and then we're going to get into the this. This story is uh, it's truly unbelievable, unbelievable. This guy's like a pellet gun. One of the steadfast rules in life is anything can anything concerning a scrotum and a nail gun. You want to keep these two as far apart as you can, right? Isn't there a guy like on the Jim Rose Circus that did this? No, but he did pick things up using yeah. a scrotum. Yeah, it was yeah. terrible. Gross. 27-year-old man had to be rushed to the hospital after his nail gun launched a three-quarter-inch nail into his nuts. Oh, right between the right between the, the twig and the top of his berries. Oh, right where they connects? Yeah. Ew, that's soft tissue. That nail's going to get buried. Wow. Uh, the good news is no lasting damage. He was released from the hospital the next day. Psychologically, no, no, yeah. he's never coming back from that. No. Could you imagine how hard he's going to flinch whenever he's back mm -hmm. on the job site using the nail gun? Okay, here we go. All right. I'm trying to find a... I'm trying to see if I can find a specific town here. Uh, maybe we'll get to it as I go through. Um, okay. Brace yourself. This ride is about to get rough. This is your worst person on the planet, and you'll understand because next Tuesday you'll still be thinking about this story. Seven days later, this is a this is a sticker, man. It sticks to you. Uh, a Michigan man, Michigan, my own, has redefined cock block, more like cock blocked, after he got six kidney beans lodged in the urethra of his well. Penis. He put six kidney beans in his packer. He did it in an attempt to get some sexual gratification. The unnamed 30-year-old man reportedly wanted to express the beans during ejaculation. He was going <laughs> to... Why? He was going to pop them out. He's going to shoot them out. What's the thrill? Remember like in the olden days, you'd watch like old shows, and they'd have like that little cork and a gun? Yeah. It'd be, like, it'd be on a string, and it'd be like... And then it would pop it out. That's what this guy was into. He shoved six kidney beans into his urethra. Oh, fuck. And attempted to expel them 
via natural emission. Were they dried beans? Uh, no. Uh, I don't know. Hang on. His his shooter got jammed in the process, <laughs> prompting him six, six kidney beans to end try to, end. to remove the kidney beans with, you guessed it, tweezers. Oh. When he failed, he uh. went to the hospital where he informed doctors that he was um, struggling. He <sighs> admitted that it wasn't his first time participating in this practice. Although it was the first time he ever attempted to utilize this many beans. Six, if you're still keeping count. A CT scan confirmed that this poor son of a bitch took six beans and stuffed them. Is it up or down? Up or down or in his pecker? It measured 15 millimeters. Uh, The beans measured 15 millimeters by 7 millimeters each. Four were located between the entrance and the urine pouch. While the other had made its way all the way down to the bladder. Fuck! After initially failing to extract, oh. medics managed to. Oh my god. Look at it. Listen to this. Ah. After initially failing to extract the. Oh boy. Medics managed to remove I think, I think one, one of the beans by applying numbing cream to the area. Hey, and squeezing on the penis. <laughs> it's like getting toothpaste out of a tube. Oh. Uh, they eradicated the rest of the beans the following day. Oh, we're going to have to have you turn in for the night, son, and we'll deal with the rest of this tomorrow. Oh, my God. Uh, they got the rest of them out the next day by holding the man's urinary entrance open <laughs> and inserting a tube, which they passed surgical implements. They then plucked out uh, with a tweezer-like tool and place them in a basket. What kind of conversations do you think everyone's having while they're doing this? Hey, he had minimal trauma to his to his packer. He uh, was discharged the next day. <sighs> again, psychologically, you're not bouncing back from this. But again, I mean, if it's his, if it's not wasn't his first go around, so the guy's fucking whacked anyway. Well, and plus, there's that moment too when he realizes he he's tried enough, all he can bear, and he can't get it out by himself. And he's like, I fucking got a call. I got a call. Hey, also, the hospital. what happens when you soak beans? What do they do? They expand. They do. Um, because the beans had swollen to the point <laughs> uh, that they weren't able to uh, go in and get them how they naturally would. Uh, it's unclear why someone would treat their the penis like this. Um, however, experts say... Uh, oh. oh, here we go. The sexual proclivity stems from psychiatric illness. Um, obviously. I know there's something on the internet called sounding, where you take like a metal rod and you stick it up your dick and you shock yourself with it, or some sort of electromagnetic stimulation. Right. But it, that comes out. It's not like stick things up there and try to shoot them out. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. That's uh, that's the guy. No that, way, man. That is absolutely the guy. That's the worst person on the planet. You betcha. <sighs> All right, so there you go. That's also this week's episode of Here's Your Freaking Podcast. Thanks for coming along for the ride. Again, uh, if you get the opportunity, please share it on social media. Uh, Spread the word around there a little bit. And uh, please, whenever you tell somebody, hey, you should check this out, say every Tuesday you get a brand new episode, which means we'll see you next Tuesday. Podcasts by Federated Media.